massive concern upon Jacob Stallings being traded is that Brian Reynolds would or could be next. That's an issue I raised yesterday with Ben Charrington. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Charrington did, as promised, speak with the local media yesterday as well as a handful of reporters from Japan and South Korea. Now that the roster is represented by those countries as well. And most of the call, it's safe to say, was focused on the Stallings trade, and understandably so. There was some other housekeeping involved, and there were other players to ask about. Colin Moran, Chad Cool, and so forth. Lots and lots of moves the past few days, but nothing that measures up to the Stallings trade, and of course, nothing that could measure up to moving Reynolds. Reynolds' name comes up constantly now. Understanding that the national reporters who are covering really only five or six teams, meaning the five or six that spend, are always going to have the same approach when it comes to uh, mentioning names. It's going to be, well, the Yankees have a need at this position. Who does Pittsburgh have? <laughs> like that, right? So Reynolds is going to come up in different reports, even if he's not out there. However, after Stallings and after my initial dismissals, oh, Stallings, they're not going to move Stallings, then they did. I'm now a buyer on pretty much every front. I don't know why anybody would be off limits. But I did ask Charrington what he could say to fans of this team as it relates to Reynolds' status with the organization right now. Well, we're, we're really lucky to have Brian Reynolds. You know, uh, the, the, what, we're, what we, first and foremost, what we're working towards every day and all of our energy is going towards is to try to win um, as quickly as possible. Obviously, we need good players to win. We need lots of good players. So we make trades. Um, it's simply because we see an opportunity to um, get more players, get potentially more good players. Um, you know, but if we already have players who <laughs> are performing at that level and have a chance to be here, um, you know, when we believe we can win, then um, we're going to be pretty motivated <laughs> to hold on to those guys. So, uh, tra trades will happen. The, the, the complex, the sort of calculation on the trade sometimes changes over time as you, as your team builds and doesn't mean they stop because if you look at, um, teams around the league that might be in similar markets who are succeeding right now, who are winning, winning at a, at a strong level at the major league level, they're still making trades. Um, but the calculus behind those trades might change a little bit over time. I would expect that would happen with us too. Um, so I, I think what I would tell our fans first and foremost is we're just spending every ounce of energy we can um, to get to winning as fast as we possibly can. Um, and it's certainly going to be a lot easier to do that with Brian Reynolds on the team. There's a lot of words there. 
That's for sure. He is not a man of few words. And a lot of it, I'm sure, comes across as filibuster in feel. But I've been around Charrington long enough to know that he's not buying time or stalling or whatever when he's speaking like that. He's actually throwing out different ideas that are rolling through his head. And he's not a BSer either. If you go very, very, very carefully through every syllable of what's there, he doesn't say Reynolds is untouchable. He also says that they're not trading him. He found a hundred different ways in that response to avoid having to commit to me no chance, no way are we moving Reynolds. Because no one does that. No one does that. Unless you have some otherworldly mega star on your team, like, let's say, Sidney Crosby with the Penguins, where any GM who's presided over the Penguins in Crosby's tenure has just come right out and said, no, okay, Sidney Crosby's a Penguin. That's just how it is. You're not going to see, hear, or read anywhere a GM declaring someone untouchable. This little, what do we call that? That wouldn't be a rant. (laughs) He went on for a bit there. If you really, really take the pieces and put it all into one completed puzzle, he's saying no. He's saying no. He's saying that the pirates of the present, of the near-term future, and of the long-term future are a better team with Reynolds on it, meaning with Reynolds as opposed to someone who wouldn't be around. And that was another reference that he made in his own way to the Stallings trade, to Stallings being 32 years old. Stallings might be a young 32, considering that his major league career has been uh, comparatively brief for his age, but he's still 32. And if you're being realistic about when the Pirates are going to be in a positive cycle, you're talking about... I don't mean when they would initially be good or start contending, because that reasonably, that had better be within a couple of years, okay? But when you're talking about sustaining it, you're not going to have stalling sticking around when he's 35, 36, 37 years old. It's just, that's that's not something that even someone like me, I, I might be the guy's biggest backer as a baseball player that I would find that much use and Stallings himself for what it's worth said even he projected that if he'd hung around Pittsburgh before long he was going to be the backup to Henry Davis kind of bringing him along this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So does this mean that there's absolutely 0.00000% chance that Reynolds won't be traded? Of course not. I mean, you know, someone can come along and offer their top 10 prospects and say, we really have to have Reynolds, in which case you'd be a moron for not trading Reynolds. That's the reason that sports executives don't assign untouchables. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And there's at least a part of me that wonders if Charrington and others in the organization, especially the newcomers working under him, might not be a little bit taken aback by the public's reaction to this. I'm going to keep saying this, and I don't care how often those of you who are regular listeners have to hear it. This isn't St. Petersburg, Florida. You can't just do this and think, ah, they're not even going to notice. They don't care. There were only a couple of thousand people at that last ball game at PNC Park. That's a gross misread for anybody who sees it that way. This is Pittsburgh. The Pirates have been here for 136 years. The love and the passion and the commitment to this baseball franchise in this town very much exists. It's latent. It's as latent as it was before the blackout game. It's as latent as it was during the blackout game and everything beyond. The Pirates are part of who we are in this city. That's just how it is. And no one's going to develop not just an affection, but a respect for a player like Stallings and watch him go and then see the return and not get exactly floored by it and have no reaction. And it absolutely must be taken into consideration by the people running this team all the way up to Bob Nutting. It must be taken into consideration. It's part of the equation of becoming a successful team because it has to happen on and off the field. Reynolds, I'll answer it, okay? Reynolds can't go anywhere. The only move that needs to be made with Brian Reynolds this offseason is to sign him to an extension even beyond the four years to which the team already holds his rights. Get that done. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's comes from John, who asks, DK, do you really think Stallings is that much more valuable than a guy who's got two gold gloves, a better caught stealing percentage, and has caught two Cy Young winners? 
look at all that young pitching that comes out of Cleveland. Do you really think that Roberto Perez had nothing to do with that? John, this is an outstanding question. I have to start with that. Um, I, in life and in work, really enjoy and embrace being challenged. I'd like to think that over the longer haul, when any of us get challenged, as long as we're open to it and receptive and we hear it, then, you know, the, the, the whole dialogue thing just becomes a lot healthier and we all become individually more informed. Jumping off the sociological soapbox now, yes, you're right. And yes, I'm guilty as charged for not underscoring enough Perez's own defensive capabilities. He is viewed universally, not almost universally, universally as an exceptional defensive catcher. And the Pirates did well to go get him. They are at least now partially semi-pseudo to be commended for putting up $5 million for the guy, although, I mean, the way they keep cutting guys, I mean, there's, there's certainly enough money lying around. But what I won't get past here is that the catcher, the catcher position, is still going to be taking a spot in the lineup. And this lineup that finished dead last in virtually every category in 2021 can't exactly afford to carry someone all season long who hit like Michael Perez did last year. In fact, if you look at Roberto Perez's stats and Michael Perez's stats and you put them side by side, they're frighteningly similar except that Michael Perez, peculiarly enough, had more plate appearances. Say what you want about Stallings not being Johnny Bench or whatever at the plate, and he he wasn't. But Stallings hits, he's, he's going to be a guy who through his career bats around 250 or 260 with occasional pop and strikingly more than occasional coming through in big situations. And if you're one of those people who doesn't believe in that sort of thing or thinks it's a fairy tale, I can find only 100% of people who are actually involved in Major League Baseball to robustly disagree with you. There is a comfort level that a hitter takes into the box in the tougher situations that will allow them to succeed. Stallings has that. We saw it again and again and again. It wasn't an accident. So there's going to be a drop-off at that position in the lineup. And that hurts because you don't have that much of a lineup to start off with. I mean, you've got Reynolds, you've got Kebrian Hayes, and you start falling off. You know, you hope that Yoshi Tsutsugo can do it again, and you're hoping for one of these other uh, middle infield candidates or first base candidates. Maybe it's a uh, you know Michael Chavis. Maybe it's Hoy Park. Um, you've got Ben Gamble, who really shouldn't be a starter at this point. 
uh, in his career, but will be in this outfield, there's, there isn't that much there that would lead you to believe that they're going to hit the ball. And now that you've taken at least a decent hitter, again, not spectacular, not special, just decent, and you've dropped in there a guy hitting 149, that's pretty scary stuff. And yeah, you can go back to a couple of years ago when Perez hit the 24 homers in Cleveland and you know, and then you can presume that his drop off in 2020 was the same as a lot of other drop offs around baseball, not least of whom was Reynolds himself. And then you can dismiss his 2021 because of several injuries notably to his hand, which undoubtedly affected his swing. That's a lot of ifs. That's a lot of qualifiers right there. If he hits a buck 49 again, that is a big, big, big drop off here. So, yes, you have me on not recognizing and speaking to the man's defense. But there's more to it than that. Part of what made Stallings so uh, valuable to the team was that he, he also could hit a little bit. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And let's do it again tomorrow.